I'm going to do something a little different tonight. Um, normally, I kind of prepare a, I don't know, I guess what I would call kind of a formal sermon or informal in comparison to maybe some other people. But uh, tonight, really, I want to just look at this chapter that we were in today, Exodus chapter 33. And uh, I don't know, it's not really going to be kind of a Bible study, but I, I want to just go through this chapter because as I was reading it and studying yesterday, uh, last night and this morning, you know, it just really, there's a lot of good uh, meat, as I like to call it, in this chapter. And there's, I think it's, it's uh, <clears throat> something that's very timely for what you need to hear today. So... Let's begin in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 1. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, <clears throat> unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. Now one thing I want you to see in verse 1 as he calls the Israelites the people. And if you look back at any other time in, in the history before this, he always referred to the Israelites as my people. He's, he always told Pharaoh, you know, let my people go. And every time he referred to them, it was my people. And because of what the Israelites have done up to this point, you know, it's before this that they had created this golden calf and, and they had done many things to turn away from God uh, and rebelled against Him. And He is now at the point where He is just ready to just forget the whole thing and and look to somebody else. So He, he, he calls them the people. He's almost kind of just disconnected himself from them. So this shows a little bit about how angry God is at, at, at these people. But I want you to see that even though He's angry, even though He doesn't want to be a part of them anymore, He wants them to go on without Him. He's not. He says He's not going to follow them as you'll see. He's still going to fulfill His promise. Now that tells you a little bit about God. It tells you, you know, most people, if I promise Jerry that I'm going to do something, and then before I have an opportunity to do it, Jerry makes me mad, does something against me, good luck getting me to fulfill that promise. But that's not how God is. Because there's no deception in God, there's no deceit of any kind. He is He is total truth. Everything He says, you've got to understand something about God. When He makes a promise, He already sees the future. He knows He can fulfill that promise before He ever makes it. So, keep that in mind as we read this Scripture tonight. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 2. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. So he's going to send an angel with them. 
Now, I don't know about y'all, but if I had to choose between an angel and God Almighty, I'd rather have God with me. You know, an angel's good and all if, you, if that's your only choice, but if, my, if I have my choice, it's going to be God. Verse, verse 3 says, Unto a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in, in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. So God's saying, look, if I go with you, I'm going to end up destroying you because I'm tired of putting up with your mess. Is pretty much what He's saying. He, 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 God knows His own limitations as well. He knows, look, if I have to put up with any more of your rebellion against me and not want to adhere to the law like I've given it to you, I'm going to end up killing you. So you can tell God is pretty serious about this. <clears throat> Verse 4. Now I want you to listen to this because there's a lesson to be learned right here. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on his ornaments, put on him his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are stiff-necked people. I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. So these people, you know, it was a common thing then for men and women alike to wear all kinds of fancy, you know, gold and jewelry and all these things. But there came a time when when they were, I don't know what the best word to use is, but they were kind of almost in a sense of mourning. You know, it was a very serious matter. They would take all that stuff off. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, these, these ornaments were an outward display of their state of emotion. So when they took all that off, everybody knew that, look, there's something serious going on here. So they did this because, because why? Because they knew this was a time to be serious. They knew God was angry. They knew they had done wrong. They were, they were repenting for what they had done. The lesson to be learned is that no matter how bad you mess up, no matter how bad you have sinned against God, there comes a point where you can just turn back and say, God, forgive me for what I have done. You can get serious in the moment and say, God, look, all that other stuff's not of my concern right now. My concern is my relationship between me and you. And that, that's what they're doing here. <clears throat> Verse 7, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp afar off, from the camp and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. So they're standing there reverently as Moses walks by. You know, he's he's someone that they all look up to and they're standing there quietly as Moses walks by. 
in respect for him. But watch this. And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. There's a time when God enters the tabernacle that people need to worship. Listen, these people were so afraid that God was just about to strike them all down. God had departed from their presence. So they they watched Moses go into the tabernacle, and I'm sure the whole time they're watching Moses walk by, they're all just praying and saying, God, please. God, please. And then they see this cloud, which they already knew contained the presence of God. Now notice, they're not worshiping Moses. They're not worshiping the cloud. They're worshiping God because they know He's there. Because they know He is now in His presence, in their presence. He, they see that God has came back to the tabernacle. That's important. Because they are concerned that God has left them. But they see Him come back. Now, they know everything is not right yet. But they know this is, this is a good thing. When God comes back to the tabernacle, it's a good thing. So they begin to worship God. I want you to know too that even though God is not standing over there where they are, He knows they're worshiping. That's important for all of us to know. Verse 11, And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Moses said unto the Lord, See thou mayest unto me bring up this people, once again, this people, not my people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name. Thou hast also found grace in my sight. See, Moses is talking to God the way I've been trying to tell y'all it's okay to talk to God. It's okay to remind God what He has promised you. It's not that God has forgotten anything, but it's okay to point out to God what He's already told you in His Word or what He may have spoken directly to you. It's okay to tell Him about His promises that He's made. I think a lot of times God will kind of step back a little to see if you're going to remember. See if you're going to remember what His promises are and, and what He's already told you, even if it is only in His Word. <clears throat> now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, like you said I have, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, <clears throat> and consider that this nation is, is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be 
known, hear that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight. Let me stop right there. Moses is telling him, look, how else am I going to know that I really have found grace in your sight if you're not with me? Now listen, we, we need to understand that even though this was thousands of years ago, it's just as true today. Because listen, I don't want to go do anything if I know God ain't going with me. If God ain't going with me, how else am I going to know that this is what I ought to be doing? How am I to know I'm in God's will if God ain't right there with me? You know, I can go step out and do whatever I want to and God won't be in it. But I know if God is there with me in it, He's leading and guiding me, not some other thing. If God is leading me in something, I know it's the right thing to do. For wherein shall it be known here that I and my people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. How are you known to this world? What is it that makes you different? It's because God's with you. There is a difference there. And that's what Moses is telling God, look, the only thing that makes us any better than these other people, this land that we're about to go into, is you're on our side. That's the only difference. That's the only thing that separates us from them, is the fact that you're with us. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, And thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass while my glory passeth by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away mine hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, and my face shall not be seen. I hope y'all got something out of this tonight. This, you know, as I was praying and and, uh, preparing tonight... As I do most of the time, I'm seeking God for what it is that He would have me to share with you. And I just kept coming back to that, that chapter. And I think it's important. It's, it's, it's amazing to me to, to look back and see that <clears throat> something that happened so many thousands of years ago is still true. You know, we look sometimes at the Old Testament and we see that, that God seems to be so different than what He is in the New Testament. But He's not. His Word, just as He tells us, He, he never changes. Amen. You know, the, the only thing that has really changed is, is what is available to us. And it's not that God has changed in any way, it's just that He's provided more to us through, through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, 
So it's good to see that stuff. It's, it's, it's good to see that those, those same principles that Moses was dealing with when he was dealing with God are still true today. To know that, look, there's only one thing that makes me any different from anybody else here in Kennard or in Crockett or anything else. And that's because Jesus lives within me. Because the when I walk in the Spirit, God is going with me. That's the only thing that can set me apart. Other than that, if it wasn't for the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I'm just a filthy sinner. I'm nothing. There is nothing any better about me than anybody else. But Moses understood. He knew that if God didn't go with them, there wasn't no point in going any further. They might as well just stand still. You know, I don't know how much... uh, Knowledge of the future Moses had. I knew, I know he must have knew there was going to be some battles they were going to have. Because God had probably told him to some extent. I don't know how much of that he really knew, but you know, there were some things that they were about to face that if God wasn't on their side, I mean, you can look and see all those battles they went through. And every every time they went into a fight that God was on their side, they were victorious against massive numbers that out, outnumbered them. They were victorious. If God wouldn't have been on their side, I don't, I don't think it would have come out the same way. Even if He would have sent an angel with them, you know? And... uh I think Moses understood that. 